Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. One of Doctor Who's great strengths is that it isn't afraid to shake things up. I mean, hell, it recasts its main character every few years. But sometimes things that should shake things up end up doing very little indeed. With that in mind, I'm Will for Who Culture, and here are 10 Doctor Who episodes that should have changed things forever, but didn't. 10. The Daleks. The Pepper Pot's first outing on the small black and white screen was to alter the course of Doctor Who history forever. It instilled in the young viewer's mind the idea of these ruthless, evil, neurotic killing machines that yelled exterminate in high-pitched and excited tones. Playgrounds and buses were filled with children running around exterminating each other. So it was that a long and complex relationship began with the Doctor that would turn them into his greatest enemy and eventually wipe out his people. But it almost didn't work out that way. The Daleks should never have made it to the screen in the first place. Save for Verity Lambert's impassioned pleas to Sidney Newman, the whole thing may well have been canned. Forgive the Dalek pun. As it was, he did not want monsters and robots on the screen, and the Daleks were destroyed at the end of the episode. They were to return, though, in the Dalek invasion of Earth in 2164, when Terry Nation was asked to revive the popular enemy. So while the destruction of the species in the original story should have been the end, we were instead told that those were just the last original refugees left on Skaro. 9. Genesis of the Daleks Perhaps one of the most famous stories of the classic Who era, and one that even now stands the test of time, is Genesis of the Daleks. Granted, some of the scenes would be cut for pace, but as a piece of storytelling with relevance to modern society, they don't come much better than this. As the Doctor stands outside the chamber with the two cables in his hand, ready to destroy the Dalek embryos, he asks himself, have I that right? As we now know, the decision and his refusal to commit genocide leads to his eventual downfall, the deaths of countless billions, and him having to commit genocide on not just one, but two races. The Daleks are the universe's greatest enemy, and he should have destroyed every last one of them. Instead, he trusted the Khaleds to heed his warning and alter the path of Dalek development. And, well, we know how that worked out for him. It should be noted that according to the BBC's slightly convoluted timeline, this episode did have a huge effect on the Dalek timeline, and states that many of the later Dalek escapades, which took place with previous Doctors, either did not happen at all, or were altered due to Davros's interventions after reading the Doctor's mind. This intervention, it is claimed, is responsible for the Daleks taking longer to become the ultimate force of evil in the universe. Had the Doctor just touched those two wires together though, the time war would never have happened and his people would have been saved. But then again, the Daleks are a huge rating boost. 8. The Deadly Assassin 
a well-loved and well-remembered story now. This was not quite the case on original transmission. There were complaints that the Gallifrey Council of Government was too close to that of humans, and the episode was too violent. Mary Whitehouse got her bloomers very much in a twist, and it was also the first foray back to Gallifrey for the Doctor in quite a number of years, as well as being the first solo outing for the Doctor. The increased level of violence was epitomized by the cliffhanger scene of the Doctor's head being held underwater. The level of complaint this received had the master tape altered and an apology issued by the BBC. The scene was recently restored in the DVD release, but what could have been a more adult and Doctor-centric direction for the show was forever curtailed. Crucially, the Doctor wasn't to be seen sans companion again until we got four seasons into New Who. It could be argued that the level of violence and death seen in more recent episodes owe their germination to the deadly assassin, but it took a long time for public attitudes to change. 7. The Pyramids of Mars There are two words that strike fear into the heart of any Doctor Who writer, isomorphic controls. In The Two Doctors, where the Andragum tried to steal the secret of time travel, we are given yet more hints to the mechanics of time travel, and we learn that key to the use of a TARDIS is that it is linked to its owner. This usually happens the first time a Time Lord uses the ship, but the Doctor stole his. In The Pyramids of Mars, Tom Baker's Doctor tells Sutek that the controls were isomorphic, meaning they are linked to the Doctor and only he can use them. This is reused again for the Master's laser screwdriver in the later series. But this handy feature to avoid having someone steal your motor seems to come and go whenever it's required, and in the most recent episodes, it has been completely thrown to the wind with any old primate able to fly the thing. We know that the TARDIS operates telepathically too, so it could be argued that the safety measure is switched off for the Doctor's friends. This idea was a good one, but ultimately limiting and seems now to have been completely forgotten. 6. Attack of the Cybermen Okay, let's talk about the Chameleon Circuits. We all know that the Doxus TARDIS is a police box, always has been a police box, always will be a police box. In An Unearthly Child, we find the Doctor complaining about the fact that the TARDIS hasn't changed shape like it should. However, this completely ignores the good old Chameleon Circuit. And there's a bunch of examples we could pick from, but we're picking the Attack of the Cybermen episodes, where John Nathan Turner decided to use a little publicity stunt to up the ratings. He changed the TARDIS. From a decorated stove to a pipe organ and even a gateway, the TARDIS continued to choose utterly useless shapes. JNT had hinted that this would be a more permanent feature, but it never transpired that way. Despite the fact that the Master's TARDIS worked perfectly and would always meld seamlessly into the environment, the Doctor is left with his 60s police box. But to be honest, we all prefer it that way. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today.
Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Five, Doctor Who the movie. Some do not consider the TV movie to be canon, but since the regeneration was rightly recognized in the 50th anniversary special, Paul McGann's Doctor gets to stand pride of place with his other selves. Unfortunately, this also means that everything that happened in that episode has also been accepted as canon, except the Doctor being half human, because that was a joke. That, that, was, a, that was a joke, right? So, with that in mind, what the hell was that snake thing the Master was supposedly moving around in? And and we're not talking about Eric Roberts, let's not even go there. But what was the transparent snake thing all about? Do we now accept that all Time Lords, even when exterminated by Daleks, have the ability to coalesce into a snake, possess a human body, and keep it alive for long enough to steal another Time Lord's lives? The Master has always been resourceful, but this seems an odd thing for a Time Lord to be able to do. While we're at it, the Master was eaten by the TARDIS. If we remember, this was the Eye of Harmony, which we know to be a star frozen in the moment of collapsing into a black hole. It is what powers the TARDIS through time and space, and falling into it should have ripped the Master's atoms and stretched them to infinity. Despite this being the end for our great nemesis, the Time Lords then brought him back during the last days of the Time War, only for him to use a pocket watch to turn himself human and be found on the shores of the Silver Devastation. Basically, that's a whole load of Time Lord powers we've never seen before and would have really changed up everything if it weren't for the fact that they'd been, you know, totally ignored by everyone. 4. Dalek and the Parting of the Ways Okay, so we're a little Dalek heavy here, but to be fair, they do have an extremely complicated timeline and have been supposedly wiped out on dozens of occasions. Even the date of Skara's destruction is debatable depending on what timeline you follow. These two episodes together though represent all the other times we've seen the Daleks finished off, only to have them reappear when it seems necessary, which usually means once a season. In Dalek, we meet Henry Van Staten, who has captured and tortured his Metaltron to discover its secrets and copy its technology. Reanimated by Rose's time traveler DNA, the rogue final Dalek goes on a killing spree before committing suicide on her orders. Prior to this, we see an emotionally charged scene with the Doctor and Dalek sharing their loneliness and pain. The Dalek even scans for signs of other Daleks out there, only to find none. So the last Dalek kills itself and the Doctor wins. Except barely six episodes later, we find thousands of Dalek ships surrounding Earth, supposedly controlling humanity for hundreds of years, guiding and stunting their development. Rose, empowered by the Time Vortex, sees all of space and time and selects every atom that makes up a Dalek and destroys them. Now, this should really be the end. These were the last ragtag put together Frankenstein's monsters of Dalek DNA, and every atom was destroyed. Except sadly not, because just the very next season, we find a TARDIS containing millions of the little blighters, all but a few of whom are sucked into the void. When it comes to the Daleks, every time seems to be the last time until the next time. 3. Boomtown and Utopia 
Here we're talking about the rift. The supposed rift in space-time that the Gelf tried to come through and was partly sealed, only to reappear in Roald Dahl Plas in Cardiff. It was a major plot point in Torchwood, but for the Doctor, it was the far more sinister cousin, a plot device. Suddenly, the TARDIS needs to refuel on rift energy. This is actually a cool concept, although in 700 years of traveling the universe, there are no other mentions of the TARDIS having to stop for fuel. Since the show was brought back, though, there are two incidents of stopping, both of which happen to coincide with a major event. There's also a radio adventure with Jack Harkness that attempts to tie off the hanging thread of the rift, still polluting in Cardiff with ghosts and goblins, and Stephen Moffat's catch-all 50th special took a blowtorch to the thing just to make sure it couldn't be tugged on again. So where does that leave the TARDIS with its now apparently frequent need for rift energy? Well, nobody knows, seeing as we never hear of it again. 2. The Stolen Earth and Journey's End The non-regeneration regeneration stands for many as the biggest disappointment of the Russell T. Davies era. Yes, he spun it into a decent yarn, but the human Doctor and the Doctor Donna were just a big stretch of credulity, even for Doctor Who. That Stephen Moffat tied this into the 50th special, taking a veiled swipe at it in the process, was laudable, but never in the history of Doctor Who have we seen a Time Lord able to regenerate and keep the same face. Romana was, of course, for some reason, able to try many different forms without losing life, but this is something that we just don't talk about. According to Christopher Eccleston, every cell in his body dies and he gets a new face. I can't control it, he says. Yet David Tennant somehow guides the rest of the regeneration energy into the spare hand. So is this like a new thing? Regenerate, lop off an appendage quickly enough for it to grow back, and then keep it around in case of death? No, these episodes belong on the list because they stand out as episodes that truly should have changed everything. Really, here, we should have had a new Doctor. Still, I'm not complaining because more David Tennant is not a bad thing. 1. Let's Kill Hitler This is one episode that stands out, not for the botched Doctor assassination attempt, but for the rousing restoration of the eponymous Doc to full health by way of River bestowing upon him the power of all her remaining lives. For the sake of pedantry, let's see if we can work out how many lives that is. When we first meet the young girl in her spacesuit, we hear her say, it's okay, I've done it before. So that's two lives down. When we see Mel about to regenerate into River Song, she says that the last time this happened, she ended up a young girl. So we have River, Mel, the young girl, and one before her. That's only four. Leaving at least seven or eight, allowing for error, lives to pass on to the Doctor. Quite why she needed to use all her remaining lives is up for debate, but surely that act would have granted the Doctor at least one more regeneration before having to deal with the last life, rather than shoehorning it in. What could have been an interesting interesting thread of story about the Doctor never knowing which life would be his last was instead swept under the carpet and dealt with all too quickly. And now with the whole timeless child thing, we'll sadly never see this plot point explored. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. <laughs>